Welcome back for another episode of the Leader of Learning podcast. This is where educators can come to find inspiration to transform education through effective leadership. I'm your host, Dan Krinas. Let's get started. Everyone is reimagining what real looks like right now and how do we serve our people and how do we do what's best for everyone at this moment. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 71 of the Leader of Learning podcast. And before we get started, I just want to make sure that you all are doing okay in these uncertain times of school closures and distance learning and trying to support everyone and uh, stay sane at the same time. I know I've said this before, but it bears repeating that if anyone needs to reach out to me for whatever reason, I am very accessible and available. Uh, Find me on social media or go to leaderoflearning.com or leaderoflearning.com slash contact. And please don't hesitate to reach out to me for anything that you might need during this time. On to episode 71. In this episode, we bring back a former guest who hasn't been on the show in over two years, Tara Martin, who you might know is an amazing educator, of course, also works for Dave Burgess Consulting. She has two of her own books out now, Be Real and also Cannonball In. And I hadn't spoken to her since either of those books had actually come out. And I think the ideas that she has in those books are not only really great and timeless, but they're very timely for right now and the situation that we're in, especially Cannonball Inn. And so we talk about that throughout the interview, how educators right now, and even students, and maybe even students' families need to kind of cannonball in and try stuff out because we are in situations that no one has ever experienced before. These are obviously unprecedented events and unprecedented times. So sometimes all it takes is just a matter of diving in and trying out new things. And of course, as Tara mentions, being real, that acronym of real in just about any situation that you are put in. I hope you will get a lot out of this interview, and I think that Tara shares a lot of ideas that, like I said, are not only timeless, but very timely for the current situation that we find ourselves in. Here is my interview with Tara Martin. Well, I am happy to welcome back a former guest of the Leader of Learning podcast and a new podcaster herself, Tara Martin, who is uh, an educator, a speaker, an author, uh, a member of the amazing team at Dave Burgess Consulting and, and the amazing things that are happening at uh, with, with all the pirate books and, and everything that you guys see coming out from Dave Burgess Consulting. So Tara, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me on. I'm super, super excited. I am too. It's been a long time since we spoke, at least in this in this format. I don't know if you realize it was January of 2018, so a little over two years ago. And uh, definitely a lot has happened with me as well, career-wise, but so much has happened with you. Uh, the last time you were here in January 2018, that was your first and probably your only year as an administrator in your district and you were like the rookie admin and you were telling us all about your experience there what's what's going on with you since then because i know it's been a lot yeah it's been a whirlwind of um professional you know change in my world i call it trajectory but i mean it every learning experience i've had thus far 
I just kind of squish them all together and use them for all the things that I'm doing now. Right. And I think that's kind of probably the way for all of us, you know, we're all just learning through life together. And so since then, since my first year as a rookie admin, which was so fun, and I use so many things that I learned through that year in my everyday life now. But now I work as the director of marketing and PR. It's really PR and communications, but I spend a lot of time in the marketing area of Dave Burgess Consulting. I get to do a lot of cool things. I get to do promoting and helping authors share their message with the world. And how do we do that in a way that best serves our people? Uh, listen, our listeners, <laughs> look, I'm already in podcast mode. Our listeners, <laughs> our readers. You're a veteran our, already. <laughs> our, our listeners right now, our teachers, um, our parents, our communities, so many different aspects, um, you know, making sure that what we're putting out there is helping all the different people that we deal, that we work with daily as educators. And then also I get this awesome honor. I get to do a lot of cool stuff. I mean, I, the coolest thing, Dan, about this role is um, we're building it from the ground up. So Dave Burgess Consulting didn't have a me before I came. And so it's been really fun to just build the role from the ground up. But one of the fun things I get to do, and I absolutely love this piece, is I get to Googling out with all of our authors um, at different points through the process of writing and launching their book. And so I get to learn a lot about them, the real them and their person uh, behind the text. And it's really fun just to be able to to really tailor everything that we do from that point forward to meet their personal needs, what social media platform are they most on, What what's the crowds and the groups that they're hoping to reach. And so I just love the personal piece that we really add have added by adding me in. Now, Dave and Shelly did a lot of that at the onset with the company when it's really small and they wanted to kind of keep that going, but a company's growing really fast. So they've moved to this model and I think it's been really fun. I'm, I'm excited about it. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, I have not had Dave or Shelly on the podcast at some point, maybe I, I should, uh, obviously, but um, I do know that not only are a lot of my listeners, but of course, a lot of educators are big fans of the books and, and of the brand and, and, and everything that you guys are doing. And it's pretty evident that there has been uh, an explosion of sorts over the last couple of years in terms of the number of publications that are being released, uh, the, the following, you know, and, and I think it's... Um, it speaks to that pirate mentality, I guess, right? Of like bucking the system for lack of a better term and just, um, you know, going rogue, but like in a really awesome, powerful way that is clear that Dave Burgess Consulting and all of the books and, and branding pieces just are there to support educators. I, I love that. And, you know, it sounds like obviously you, you're, taking on a bigger role in that aspect as well. And uh, that's cool that that you get to communicate with the authors. Is that like after manuscripts have been accepted or like, like how does that process work, I guess? Yeah, it's so cool and it's evolving always, right? Mm. But one of uh, the, the most recent way that we have established the process of integrating me in is once the authors have written their manuscript. So they've already been accepted. They've already talked to Dave and Shelley. They all meet with them first. And then they kind of start adding me in. We start some pre-launch um, pieces and then we we discuss like what we can do in the coming months. And then we have 
they have a lot of contact with me about three weeks before their book comes out. And we really just start pushing it a little harder, like as far as our, our marketing plan. And we all have a part in that marketing plan. So it's not like this is all the work that you're going to do. It's like these are all the things that we've created for you and we're going to help you. Like everybody's going to name their role. We're all going to kind of strategically push it out there. So it's a lot of fun. And you know what I love um, the most about this role is I feel like as a teacher, I was always telling kids, telling, like, you know, suggesting to mm-hmm. kids strongly suggesting that they, you know, and reminding them that you need to learn these skills because if you learn these skills, you'll be able to do any kind of job out there that's not yet created. You know, we say that a lot, but when you take a big cannonball out of the district into the business world, um, it, you get to live that. And it, it's, it's pretty doggone scary. I'm not going to lie. It's, I know we're in a time where there are a lot of things that are uncertain, This was a similar, not quite like this, but a similar feeling of uncertainty, jumping into a role that wasn't yet created. But one of the things that I learned, and I find that I keep pulling on that right now in the situation that we're in right now with the coronavirus, is that we just have to look out and see what do our people need and how will we adjust what we're doing to meet those needs. And, and honestly, that's hard. It's scary. It involves a lot of brand new learning. And those are all things that I experienced when I jumped into this role. I I had to reach out and see what do, first, what do my authors need? And then what does our community, our PLN need? What do our readers abroad need? And what do educators around the world need? And then how can we create those needs? And so a lot of it involved me learning brand new skills, a ton of brand new skills that I've never used before. But when you're in a situation like that, you learn them. When we're in this situation of coronavirus, we learn to spin on a dime. Educators just do that. We recreate everything the way life looked normally. And we roll with it because I talked about this in my book, Cannonball Inn. But when you jump out into the deep ends, you know how to swim. You know the foundational skill to get out of that situation to get out of the deep waters and you're not going to let yourself drown. And it's the same way when you jump into a new role, when you're pushed into a new situation that we're in right now with coronavirus, we learn, we know how to swim and we learn everything we need to do to better serve our people. And when you're serving your people, that's your motivation and you just keep going and you just keep doing and you keep adding to your skill set. And now I feel like I am so much more like stronger as an employee because I can do so many things that I couldn't do two years ago, you know? And I think we will come out. I feel a strong parallel here with this situation we're in with the coronavirus. But when we come out of this, we are going to be just even stronger educators than we once were because we know we can survive an interesting situation that we've been put in. But we also have all these new skills that we'll just start integrating into our classroom naturally, right? Yeah, I, I agree. And, uh, you know, speaking of cannonball and you kind of just cannonball, it cannonballed into a bunch of stuff. Um, so I'm going to back up a second and, and I do want to get back to the comments you made about these quote unquote uncertain times we're in. And, and I will start by saying that I agree with you, um, but we'll get there in a minute. If we could just back up for a second, uh, let's talk about your book, Cannibal, in a little bit. And again, since you've been here uh, a little over two years, y- you wrote another book, Real yeah. EDU, yeah. right? So um, I guess just, you know, tell us a little bit about those, because I think that uh, a lot of what you 
put down on paper and, and what we've read on, you know, in between the lines and, and in black and white on your in your books speaks to kind of these times that we're living in and how we do need to adapt with them and change with them. And hey, let's just let like let take a basically take a leap of faith. Right. So right. tell us a little bit about what you wrote in, in the books and, and especially Cannibal and because you were just referencing it. So Be Real was my first book. And I actually write the story Cannibal in in chapter seven. <laughs> so then I created it into a picture book for children. But it's really for everyone. I honestly say that it's for ages eight, eight to 80. Like it works for anybody. Uh, basically, if you have a heartbeat and you are nervous to take risk, it's for you. Um, and so Be Real, I'll just back all the way up to Be Real since it was the first one that came out right after we interviewed because it came out in 2018. Uh, the summer of 2018. It's such a personal book for me. Um, I shared a lot of my life story in there. Some of it for the very first time have never shared with anyone ever. And so it's been in my journal forever and I just kind of let it all out to the whole entire world. But it's basically part memoir growing up um, in a less than stellar home life, a lot of yuckiness, abuse, um, not really a love for education and meeting my second grade teacher who just pushed me forward and really believed in me and literally tutored me every day after school i mean before school every day before school to read and so um once she taught me to read and then later to write those became my passion and i began to see education and writing as a way out of my yucky situation and I remember the reason I tell that part of that story is just because Miss S, she she was always so real. And so one of the things that was kind of my anchor for the book is my relationship with her, because I remember her always showing herself relatable, exposing a little vulnerability with me and allowing me to do the same with her. And then the A for approachable. Never was there a time I couldn't approach her with anything I was ever going through. And then she taught me to learn through life. Uh, she was kind of the foundation piece for helping me to understand that these situations that I was in, good, the bad, the ugly, they all taught me lessons that helped me to develop levels of empathy that I could later serve others with. And so I didn't understand that when I was a kid. I mean, it took years before I really realized what that that was really what I loved. And it was later when I was instructional coach, one of my the teachers that I worked with said, you know what, Tara, you're just so real. And I really appreciate that you're just so real. And I don't know, I took that as a compliment and it just kind of always stuck with me. And that's kind of how I got that title for my website, for my book and just keeping it real. And in the situations that we're in right now, Dan, I think this is so important because technology is helping us to relate to and to reach and to connect in so many ways, like we're connecting right now. But the truth is we have to remember there are humans behind that tech with hearts, with feelings, with feeling alone in these situations, lots of different emotions going on. And we have to be able to remember that yes, tech can help us do a lot of things, but can never replace the realness of a teacher, of an educator, of a parent, of a family member, it doesn't matter. It can never replace the real human. And but and just to kind of piggyback off of that statement that you made, I agree wholeheartedly. And uh, my, I guess my take on that, that part about being real, and I love the word that you brought up a couple of minutes ago too, empathy. Like right now, 
everyone is going through something new and different. And so it, it, you know, people, I think people, there may be two camps of people realizing that, uh, you know, teachers right now, educators are not only like a special breed of people because now kids are home all the time and parents are like, whoa, what do I do with them? Um, but I, I think that the way that the education community, uh, and this goes for people who are, you know, school-based or not, the way that everyone has come together to support each other, because, I mean, look, I've I've completed now two degree programs all online. Like, so I have some experience with online learning, but a lot of people don't. And a lot of people haven't experienced it from the instructor side of it. So uh, in terms of being real and and empathizing, like, Everyone's got to get real with each other right now and say, look, we are all, every single person is experiencing things that we have not experienced before. So parents and students need to be patient with teachers. Teachers need to be patient with their school building and district level administrators. Like everybody just needs to. And and I do think that for the most part, people have been great about this, but people just need to like be calm and patient and, you know, work through it for however long it's going to last. And and I think, no pun intended, taking a page out of your book, when when you talk about cannonballing in, like, that's kind of what it is, right? It's like, look, we are now forced into this awkward, uncomfortable, whatever you want to call it, this situation. And we just had to jump right in and do it. And, and we were forced to. It wasn't really so much of a choice, unfortunately, but like we're doing it, right? Well, there are times you get shoved in the deep end, right? I had a lot of siblings. So, I mean, there are times where, but still, you know how to swim. I mean, the, the point remains, like, you know, the foundational skill and you understand what it's like to better to serve your people. It doesn't really matter what the situation that caused you have to do it, you figure out like, how will I better serve my people for us students, teachers, community? The point is, it's everyone. No one's job is more, more difficult than the next. Like everyone is reimagining what real looks like right now. And how do we serve our people? And how do we do what's best for everyone at this moment? And so we really need empathy right now. Everyone everyone is in a new norm. And so I think that's really important not to say like this job is harder than that job. And this one, you know, it doesn't really matter. Everyone is in a big, huge area of change. (laughs) It's kind of scary, but we know how to swim. So we should just keep swimming to the top, keep doing what we do. You're not going to let yourself drown or any of your people. So we're just going to keep doing what we do. And that's problem solving and figure out what is the new norm. So like Dory from Finding Nemo and Tara Martin say, just keep swimming. Uh, no, no, no. I, that's that's awesome advice. And, and I know it perhaps sounds a little simplistic, but uh, I really think that's pretty much the most important thing right now. Um, we spoke a few minutes ago and I, I promised we'd come back to it. You mentioned that you think we're all going to come out of this experience however long it lasts uh, better. I, I mentioned on a podcast that I just did the other night with uh, Brian Mendler, I used the word humbling. I, I do think that this experience ha- will likely humble a lot of people. Unfortunately, uh, that may mean a period of time where work and finances are very uncertain. And, and I feel for anyone who is in that situation. Uh, but I think that at the end of the day, whenever that, that day comes, um, this experience will 
bring people together. Uh, like you mentioned a minute ago, it will help people realize that no one or one career or one field is more important than yet. Like we all, it's like a symbiotic relationship. Like we're all supporting each other. That's how I feel like we will probably be better for this experience. But uh, you know, that's just me. I, I sure hope so. I, you know, I feel like crisis typically and hardships, you know, darkness always helps us appreciate the light. And so naturally we're going to, I feel like we'll come out feeling better, feeling invigorated to do and to be better. But um, the skill sets that a lot of us are learning because of the, this situation, because of the coronavirus and all the things that it's causing in our world, we're learning new skills quickly because we have to, because it's part of the swimming, right? So we have to learn quickly. But the, the neat thing about it is once you come out, and I feel like the same with my role now, like once I learned those skills, they're part of my everyday life now. And if I were in the classroom, I would probably use them. I would use them often because it's a part of me. And so I think sometimes in situations like that, we don't really want to cannonball in and try something new. We, we've been thinking about it or maybe talking about it, but never actually doing it. But now we have to actually do it because it's part of serving our people. So later, when we get back in the classroom, we have all this these new skill sets for how to use technology for flipping learning, for blended learning, for any whatever you want to call it. And putting that into the classroom will feel so natural because you've been doing it because you had to for a certain amount of time. So I think there's just a lot of things to look forward to in the future. And when we come out, I do feel like any kind of dark situation that I've ever come out of in my life. And I've had a lot of dark ones as a kid. They've made me stronger later. I, I hated that I had to go through it. I didn't understand it at the time. And some of them I didn't think I would even live through. But uh, because I went through those, I'm able to better serve my people now. And the, the levels of empathy are there, definitely new levels of empathy to be able to relate to people, but also just the self-confidence, if you will, that I know I can muster up. And if I live through that, like I can live through this. So whatever's coming my way, I feel like I have a new uh, like level of strength to internal strength to be able to overcome, to make that next jump and go ahead and jump out there because I know I, I know I lived through that one. I could try this. That's a great point. And, and, uh, I always, I always find these ways to like weave in my, uh, a lot has changed for me over the last two years since you came on the podcast too. And I'm finishing up my, my doctorate degree and, I, and I've completed my dissertation and my research was on how leaders uh, help inspire a growth mindset in teachers. And uh, just like you're saying, when it comes to learning new things, uh, you know, albeit that we were forced into the situation, but learning new things on the fly and in the moment um, is not ideal, but it, it I can relate to it because of the research I've done, which basically says that when leaders do inspire a growth mindset in teachers, they uh, they allow them to take risks and at basically uh, simultaneously with them providing opportunities for teachers or, or whomever to take risks, they want to make them feel comfortable. And right now it, it's very difficult to feel comfortable because it's so new and it's so, uh, I guess for lack of a better term, drastic, a, such a drastic shift from where we were a week or two weeks ago till now. And who knows how long we'll be in this shift for. Um, but I think 
and, and, and what I'm getting from you, I love, you know, you're obviously really strong and I, and I, I'm familiar with your personal story through reading your books and, and listening to you speak and all that, but you're obviously strong for, for going through those situations. You're confident enough to, you know, help other people through theirs. And, and I agree that these times will make us stronger as long as we have the people who, who we need around us to help us feel comfortable, whether it's learning new things, like you said, taking risks or just accepting that right now, this is reality, at least for a little while. Yeah, I think that's probably probably the, the hardest part is just saying like, and not allowing us to get down on ourselves because I, I don't know about you, but I'm a perfectionist. And so even jumping into this role, I mean, a lot of these new things I had to learn, I wanted to be perfect at them right away. And you know what? Some of the stuff is just, it takes time. It's And at times I would just feel so frustrated. I'm like, this is just not going to work. Like I can't build this plane and fly it at the same time. It's just not happening. But I had to remind myself that like, you've look at what you've learned in like three months or look what you've learned in six months. Like you've got this, like you've got this. And I feel like we kind of need those cheerleaders in our life too. Look, I think the education PLN is just a great place. It's a pretty safe place too, where we have each other all supporting each other and kind of cheering each other on. But there's so many things out of our control right now. And I think that's hard for us because we are used to having it under control. We're used to helping our students to know that we've got it under control so they can lean on us and everybody's leaning on everyone. And I think that's where that's just kind of the new norm right now. And it's okay to give yourself some grace. Like you're not going to be awesome at all this stuff right away. But in the end, like now I can talk about that stuff and I'm like, oh my gosh, but it's so fun. And and now I can help other people do it. Like I'm at the level of being able to teach other people how to do it. It's only been a couple of years. So I, I feel like we just need to push through because that's the right thing to do. That's what we need to do. That's what we have to do for everyone right now. And then just know in the end, we're going to have all these new things, these new levels, new levels of compassion to be able to deal with different people in different situations, but also all these new skills. So I, I'm just super optimistic about it. And I feel like in my life, that L in real has just always been something that drives me forward is I'm learning from this experience. It's going to teach me like that this was a blessing or this was a lesson. And either way, I'm going to come out changed for the better. Don't I can't say it any better. Uh, but what I do want to ask you before we really wrap up here is I, I wanted to give you an opportunity to plug your new podcast. I, I love that you have cannonball it cannonballed in to this new experience. Uh, obviously, it's, you know, something that is near and dear to my heart. Been doing it for a little while now. And, and it's, you know, it's a passion project. It's It's something that I love to do. But it's also giving back to that amazing education PLN like you just spoke to and um, just another way, a great way of supporting what's happening, you know, and, and I think right now, of course, uh, we need that more than ever, you know, to hear people's voices and to hear that it's okay and to hear that, hey, we're all going through this together, but we got each other's back. So if you could let us know what's going on with The Real Journey Show. Yeah. So The Real Journey Show just launched two Fridays ago. Oh my goodness. This has been just such a fun experience. Another cannonball and experience for sure. I have no idea what I was doing. And Dan, you know, had I known, I would have released my first episode a little bit ahead of time because I now know that it takes a while for them to get on all the podcasts. Oh, interesting. Platforms. Okay. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I know that piece. So if you start one, you should release your first like intro episode a couple weeks ahead of time to give it time to like upload on all the different podcast platforms. 
make it easy for your listeners for real. That's, a good, that's, a, that's a good point. Hey, if you're out there and you're looking to start your own podcast, uh, you know, get it set up first and, and do what we in the biz like to call episode zero or like a pilot episode. Get that out there so that you give your yourself enough and your show enough time to actually release to all the different platforms, the the Apple podcast, the Spotify, the everything, you know, whatever okay. iHeartRadio, Google, yeah, yeah, Google podcast, all that stuff. So yeah, it does take a little bit of time. Um, I learned a lot. I've learned a lot of lessons, cool lessons about it. But the real journey show is basically just helping others, uh, helping us connect my listeners, uh, connect to maybe people they've known before, but they may not know a piece of their journey from beginning to the yucky middle, the the learning lessons learned in the middle and to the, where they are currently and then where they're headed as far as that journey. I love this experience because it's a learning experience for me as far as the technicalities of it, but also learning a little more about my people and getting on that very real level. So every single story is all about showing themselves relatable, exposing a little vulnerability, showing themselves approachable and um, sharing lessons learned through life. Awesome. Well, congratulations on releasing it, you know, launching the podcast and, and getting your first couple of episodes out there. And, and I'm looking forward to things to come. Congratulations on all the other things that you've done since the last time you were on this show. You know, we, we keep in touch quite a bit, but I appreciate you, you coming back on and, and sharing everything you shared. And, uh, you know, just thank you for, for your voice and for your work in helping, you know, keep that, that education community strong during these kind of crazy times. So uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm just, I'm honored and I'm thankful for all the experiences I've had the opportunity to cannibal in and try. So yeah. thank you again for having me on the show. Well, that'll do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't done so yet, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app. Also, if you enjoy the content shared on the show, please recommend this podcast to other educators, leaders, friends, or anyone you think would love listening and learning. I would also appreciate it if you would leave a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or whatever podcast app you use to listen. For more information about me or this show, head over to leaderoflearning.com. While you're there, you can also find the Leader of Learning blog, how to connect on social media such as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Voxer, sign up for our newsletter, and even find out how to purchase Leader of Learning merchandise. Thanks again, and remember, no matter who you are or where you are, you too can be a leader of learning.